0: fit for life radio episode number 87 moving along today we're going to be talking about plant-based diets.
1: So flipping a, the script. Yeah. Not 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 really
0: flipping the script nah. so much. Last so last week we talked about in defense of meat, which really parlays into this in defense of plant-based diets, which is the main takeaway. And if you listened to H- the in defense of meat was that oftentimes people will mistaken meat as empty calories, right? Yeah, no nutrition. bad food. So then say they replace meat, which is a whole unprocessed food. Maybe they were eating 16 ounces of lean meat a day, like about four to 500 calories. And then you replace it, but then you gravitate maybe towards Coca-Cola or Pringles, right? So you replace it with a vegan option. Vegan foods. That's processed you made a net loss in your nutrition in your diet right so for some people it's yeah deciding you know where that's at um but even then and i know for me personally i'm somewhat biased towards a plant-based diet because that's what i've eaten over well forever but more whole food plant-based diet to where i'm at now to where i've I'm healthy, I have good health markers, I have good energy, body composition, um, because if you break it down to volume, food volume, say I've always typically eaten two to 300 grams of carbs a day, um, moderate protein and fat, which just works out to on average I've always had between, anywhere from one, one to one and a half pounds of meat typically, and then maybe some yogurt or dairy, uh, protein powder. So yeah, about one and a half pounds of animal food. And then two th- to 300 um, grams of carbs, essentially made up of anywhere from two to four pounds of plant food. So that's been my diet on average, personally, So, which is plant-based, right? By food volume, it's almost double or is double the plant food versus the animal food.
1: Yeah. Right? I think it's something people forget is like when you're eating a like whole food diet and really balanced, like you're actually getting most of that from plants you know mm-hmm. people have you know veggies or fruit with basically every meal and usually like a lot more volume than they would with their meat meats a little more yeah i guess dense um but that's a lot it's a lot of food, mm-hmm. and that would be considered plant based that doesn't mean that you don't have any animal products, it just means that you have more plants than animals in your diet,
0: yeah. And I think that's where a lot of people will get caught up is sometimes people always, the extreme side of things is always the most, um, has the most gravitational pull. So when people hear vegan diet, which means no animal food, we'll get into the nuanced differences. um, They maybe think, oh, that's gotta be the best version, right? Uh, When the reality is it's a spectrum and yeah, most people, and we Recommend most people kind of yeah eating plant-based but omnivorous again Like we talked about go back to in defense of meat. It is a whole unprocessed food with lots of nutrition so It gives you more by including that food group you get more access to a wider variety of nutrients it makes things easier and more sustainable, right? so the pitfalls to say of let's go towards the extreme vegan side is the sustainability. Yeah. 86% of people who embark on a vegan, 100% plant-based approach, go back, quit, quit or fall off or whatever. So, um, you know, it's, it's not as sustainable. Now, typically if you've a deep, why a deep reason, that's what you need. It makes it a little bit sustainable and just, you understand the trade-offs that are involved, then it can work just fine. Right. Um, so what we want to do today is a lot of times people, again, they'll hear the word meat, you hear the word plant, and then emotions just get really, Mm -hmm. you know, going. uh, like right now the popular thing is the carnivore diet, right? So now people are identifying as carnivores, as carnivores, and then their whole personal identity becomes their diet. Right. And that's the same thing. Vegans, carnivores, they start to get very emotionally attached to these things. And yeah, if you want to look at things as a light switch and on and off, you know, th- yeah, that's typically what's going to happen. Whereas the reality is it's a, it's a spectrum, it's a dial. And f- most people just need to find their place along that. Um, so with today's episode, we're going to kind of go over plant-based nutrition, maybe some of the nuanced differences, the benefits, the pitfalls, and kind of... The different ways to make it succeed the first thing to kind of always have in the back of your mind is the real battle is typically not meat versus plant you know or in finding six you know 50 50 60 40 80 20. it's typically yeah those same ratios but whole unprocessed foods versus a processed food diet because then i mean you could be eating 100% plant-based vegan, but guess what? Coca-Cola, soda, chips, Vegan prangles, cookies, you know, cookies, like. Cookies, like, that's that would be plant-based, but yeah. it's all junk food. It's just, yeah. It's they, all processed food. You're which, way
1: worse off eating
0: that. Which the pitfall we've described is, well, then those foods are easy to overeat. You consume more calories than you need. They're not as nutrient dense. So now you're consuming excess calories and getting minimal. And less nutrition. Nutrition, right? That's a problem. I don't care if you 100% plant-based, 100%... Well, well, that is the one catch with like carnivore or 100% animal-based is there's um, some nutrition in there, but you can still... You're missing... Th- again, you're missing a lot of things. Um, so again, it's very unsustainable. Um, makes, it, makes it much harder, those two extreme ends. Yep. Um, so with plant-based, you're typically looking at... You have vegetarian... You have vegan a newer <laughs>
1: this one man
0: flexitarian <laughs> all of those are considered plant-based yeah and also just like a mediterranean diet plant-based mm-hmm. includes animal protein um, a regular omnivore diet is typically plant-based so yeah all those things kind of blanketed under under the term plant-based diets which causes a lot of confusion mm-hmm. so you know it depends on who you talk to some people will say that if you eat any meat you're not plant-based yeah right again plant what is if more than half your diet comes from plants how are you not plant based um so yeah the, people it's just get,
1: like gatekeeping they don't want you to be plant-based if yeah. you eat meat
0: so that's what we you know that people will get hung up on that. Um, so with those, again, in general, it's a spectrum. Some people have high meat consumption, what would be considered high, but are can, but are still plant based, right? Some people have very low meat consumption or no meat consumption and are plant based. Majority of diets are plant based unless people don't include. Any based. Yeah, if right? you're a carnivore, you're not plant-based. Um, so, yeah. So, think about it. A strict vegan is 100%.
1: Yeah, 100% plant-based. A strict carnivore,
0: 0%. 0%. There's your end, ends of your spectrum. Where do you fall and there's along there?
1: Tons right? of room in the middle.
0: Uh, and we want to defend, yeah, being you know, plant-based. And, and, again, even if you go 100%, why someone would choose to do that, how they can make it work, Um, diving into all that. So those are your types. Typically, um, we'll kind of break it down into, let's see here, get my numbers right, the percentages. And again, when we use these types of percentages, it's just so you can kind of conceptualize in your head. You don't have to be like counting exactly. Um, but typically when we talk about whole food versus unprocessed food, you know, 80, 20, you know, so 80% of your food intake, if it's coming from whole foods, so minimally processed whole foods, then yeah, that's a whole food based diet. More than 20% of your diet is coming from highly processed foods. You. You kind of want to put yourself in the camp of, I have a processed food diet. Uh, So think 80-20, right? Then an omnivore diet would be you eat meat, seafood, dairy, eggs, and plants. Uh, Pescatarian, you eat meat, seafood, dairy, eggs. I'm sorry. You eat mostly plants as well as seafood. I was reading from above. (laughs) So um, pescatarian, you eat essentially seafood, so only animal food vegetarian you eat mostly plants as well as dairy and eggs and then you have you know a vegan who eats only plants all right so hopefully that you know sets the stage sets the stage Um, now some typical pros of plant-based and vegetarian diets is they are associated with a lower risk of heart disease diabetes cancer Kidney disease. Now, this is one of the main reasons a lot of people choose. You know, they end up having health issues or fears or know people. Mm -hmm. So they choose to go more plant-based or you know, vegetarian. For health reasons. Cutting out meat for the associated uh, benefits, right? Now, the thing is, plant-based eaters may be healthier, not because they eat less meat, but rather because they are also plant-based diets are attractive to health-conscious individuals, you know, so people who are going to eat more. So people
1: who probably exercise and get enough sleep Mm -hmm. and, you know, are just what I would consider a healthy type individual already. Like, they already have those habits lined up, so they're more likely to be... Well, they're less likely to have any of those Mm -hmm. ailments anyways.
0: Where someone who smokes, overeats junk food doesn't exercise typically eats less plants too, right? Because plants take more work. You got to cook them. Um, they don't taste as good. You got to go shop for them. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So another reason is plant-based eaters. They eat, they do eat more plants and they are highly correlated to positive health protective effects. Um, fruits, veggies, all those things. Right. Um, another reason is similar to those. They're more nutrient dense. Um, whole foods. So uh, again, another reason why the correlation against meat starts whole and processed meat gets shakier, you know, because as it being like this definitive problem, because it is nutrient dense and there's mm-hmm. lots of benefits to it. So in general, that's where like your lifestyle factors seem to be the main cause, uh, body composition as well for the adverse health effects that we mentioned, heart disease, diabetes, cancer. So, so yeah, but there, yeah, so there's a high correlation. People, um, with improved risk factors include plants yeah. in, in their lifestyle.
1: And I th- I feel like people that include, like when you're having a lot more plants in your diet, it just, you're a whole lot less likely to eat other stuff. Like mm-hmm. there's just not as much yeah. room. And they're whereas, higher fiber. Yeah. Like you're a little more satiated and you're not going to be, you know, ravenously hungry and, you know, looking for chips somewhere in your house mm-hmm. um, usually people that eat a lot of plants are a little more full and just like fine
0: yeah and for me personally and also I think that's one of the main benefits especially if someone along the scale of why I eat less and less animal food and more and more plant food is the benefit of food volume mm-hmm. now the problem yeah if you're eating processed vegan food plant food that benefit kind of goes out the window yeah that, that, <sighs> that doesn't it, exist with that. so because now you're talking sugar and flour based stuff which the food volume is awful Right. But now if you're talking, you know, vegetables, fruits, whole grains, the food volume is very large. You know, so you're eating. What we mean by that is there's a lot of space of food and then the calorie density and whatnot is very low is lower. Um, So that is a very, very big positive. Um, Now, cons and we kind of touched on a little bit is uh, they tend to. Nowadays, unfortunately, a a plant-based diet can be highly processed foods. Like your entire diet can be highly processed and still be plant-based. Or even if you're 100% vegan, you can be 100% vegan and
1: have a very processed Mm -hmm. food diet. And we know like over the past, I'll say five years, the alternatives just in general for like any type of food, the vegan um, alternatives are just way more widespread. Whether it's just like vegan snacks, like cookies, or vegan chips i don't know chips might be, might be vegan um the meat alternatives which are just straight up processed mm-hmm. stuff to yeah, be well, almost like meat. Yeah, it's like protein. oil and pea protein is basically yeah. what those turn into but those are processed foods and they're so much easier to get and they're cheaper and you know people want i guess similar things to what they used to eat while still i guess checking the box of vegan or plant-based mm-hmm.
0: And then as with any, whether it is more omnivorous or more vegan along the spectrum, any highly unprocessed based diet is going to be more deficient in nutrients, right? Um, which is a problem. So, And then even a very well-formulated whole, whole food complete plant-based approach is going to need some extra consideration with specific nutrients there's some stuff Um, you just
1: can't get or maybe you get
0: very mm -hmm. little of and that's where you would then we talk about sustainability so a lot of these nutrients if you just eat some animals they come a lot easier which are specific there's specific amino acids that our body can't make we have to get them from food and in all animal food they're there complete complete complete. with the plant foods you could miss some right so you have to make sure you eat certain types of foods
1: to get to get them those mashups are important
0: so again that this is where it's just on the spectrum of sustainability someone may have the interest and desire to kind of plan that out more Mm -hmm. and know, and some people might not and then they may start to not feel as great because they're deficient in some nutrients and resort back to you know including more animal foods, So again, that's the sustainability factor that we're looking at. Now with some of those nutrients that are more specific, and we'll go into how you can get them from plants, which you can. Calcium. So one major thing to realize with any nutrient is it's not just about how much is known or said to be in that food. It's also about the bioavailability, our body's ability to break it down and actually process it and put it to use yeah so a good example of that is calcium there's a lot a high amount of calcium in
1: something like broccoli Yeah. leafy greens in general are going to have a lot Leafy
0: greens but they're not as bioavailable as dairy right so a dairy could even have less listed calcium than the leafy green or broccoli but you actually absorb more of it right so you just simply will have to eat a lot of broccoli and leafy greens which isn't good nor bad. It's really, again, personal preference because some people may, oh, this is a lot of food volume. I love this food. I can eat it all. Some people may start to have digestive distress or not enjoy it and then they're forcing it. So again, personal, it comes down to those trade-offs. But yes, so you want to go over some of the specific foods that are, so so you'd want to make sure to consume a few servings of so these high calcium so
1: leafy greens are like probably the one that most people know the most um, you can get it from tofu like certain types of tofu um, Molasses is one. I didn't even
0: yeah blackstrap. Molasses. Yeah, know
1: had a bunch of calcium edamame yeah. soy nuts They fortify a lot of plant milk. Mm-hmm. So um, oat milk almond milk yeah. soy milk with calcium now um, to be a lot more like mm-hmm. you know regular dairy milk um, and then if you want to increase your absorption Um, cooked greens are going to give you more calcium than raw greens. You know, things are a little more broken down and it's just easier for our body to assimilate that. Yeah. And that's for most food cooked. Yeah.
0: Like that's a benefit of cooking is it makes a lot of nutrients more bioavailable. Mm -hmm. Um, another one, probably the most common one that people kind of know of is vitamin B12. Yeah. Which is super important. Uh, Very important for your nervous system. You have to have it. Uh, many people are deficient, especially the older you get. And if you eat meat or not, is a big factor. So it's probably the one where it's just a good idea to supplement.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to get from plants and, and I be- to get
0: a good version of it. And it's, again, like red meat, eggs, super high in uh, vitamin B12. Now, obviously, if you're 100% vegan, you, you're going to want a supplement that's vegan. And I believe they make it from actually like bacteria or something. I think they somehow. do, yeah. fermentation or some something along bacterial fermentation and they're able to make a vegan b12 um so that's you know definitely something you normally if you're going to be 100 percent plant-based or lean that way you'd probably want to look into a b12
1: vitamin yeah that's a that's a big one i would say supplement if, if i were to do it that'd be a non-negotiable for me like i would just straight up do it yeah then another one is omega-3 fats so important we have to have yeah and those are i guess most people would probably think of like fish you know fattier Mm -hmm. fish like salmon or something like that um is where you would get that for most people but um you know we can still get it from plant food so anything that comes from the sea basically um seaweed's a good one that you can get it from um now you have to eat a good yeah and that's an example
0: of how many people
1: are gonna eat seaweed are gonna eat seaweed exactly
0: um, but luckily, it's in some common.
1: Yeah, and then you can get you can get omega threes from um nuts, like that's a a really good one. Walnuts. Chia seeds. I think more specifically though, it has is it walnuts. it walnuts? Yeah. Just walnuts. It is just walnuts. Yeah. Chia seeds, hemp seeds, soy, flax seed. Flax seed. That's the most common one. People ground yeah. flax seed. And people just put in their like smoothies. shakes and smoothies yeah. and stuff. That's a, a really easy one and really common these days. Hemp seeds, kind of hemp's. Mm-hmm. I'll say newer on the scene these days, but that's another really good one. And that has some other other benefits too. So um, that's, I mean, that's possible to supplement. It's just, again, you probably have to eat a little bit more because I think your body doesn't convert that quite as well as it does, you know, the uh, omega-3s we get from animal type stuff, mm-hmm. fish, sardines, things like that. Another one, a common one is iron.
0: And what a lot of people don't realize, iron carries oxygen around your body, so it can lead to, low levels of energy so high levels of fatigue and that's what a lot of people experience when they maybe switch to a vegan diet like their energy levels go down over time and they're like what's wrong with me maybe i need to eat more food but a lot of times it's you you start to have really low iron levels because iron is readily bioavailable in meat mm-hmm. it's a little harder to find but with plants you want to make sure also that you're having foods that are high in iron and contain iron, and also foods that are high in vitamin C, all right? So ideally, those foods kind of in combination, they work together, vitamin C helps you absorb iron. So some foods, plant-based foods rich in iron are pumpkin seeds, tofu, tempeh, edamame, Lentils and beans, you may start to notice a recurring theme that like beans, lentils make their way in, on all these lists. Mm-hmm. So that's a, should be a staple food. Yeah, those
1: are pretty yeah. nutrient
0: dense. Peas, nuts, leafy greens, potatoes. Uh, so yeah, so plenty of iron and then pairing it with vitamin C rich foods. Most people know those citrus fruit. We talked about uh, broccoli is also high in vitamin C. Peppers is a one that people sleep on a little bit. Yep. And uh, uh yeah red bell pepper probably has the most actually mm-hmm. um compared to any other food kiwis another one potatoes white potatoes i believe i don't know if sweet potatoes have vitamin c i know white potatoes i do. know white
1: potatoes do yeah that's it
0: so yeah so again you can get it it's just knowing hey i, I gotta have some of these foods in my diet and working
1: a little bit harder yeah. you know if you, you eat meat you're lucky you just you know eat meat and you're, and you're yeah. good generally but yeah this so, takes a little more
0: work whereas if you you, now you can start to see where if you're just eating cereal and Pop-Tarts. Um, you're missing a lot. You're vegan, but all of a sudden you're not getting these these nutrients. and and At first, you're not going to notice, but over time, nutrient deficiencies, that's when they start to kind and
1: of... I, I think that's probably why a lot of people end up getting off of, you know, like mm-hmm. switching back. is it's,
0: They just don't know how to do it right. Yeah,
1: it's, and maybe feeling... And this is completely just speculative, mm-hmm. but feeling like low iron and like, man, I feel like crap. And then they know that before they felt better. And so mm-hmm. they gravitate back towards it. And that might be one reason. Yeah. Um, but if you are deficient in anything, if you're deficient in protein, you're going to start to feel just a little bit off, you know, um, B12 is another one. Like that's a big part of keeping your nervous system healthy. And you're going to feel real crappy if your B12 is low. So if you combine all of those, you got low B12, low iron, you're going to start to feel pretty shady all yeah. the time
0: but so again know the foods that you can include hmm again you'll notice if you're sticking to whole unprocessed plant foods you're gonna get a lot of nutrition right and there may be just a few specific foods you want to make sure to include okay so that's yeah there's that the doom and gloom now let's talk about people who do best on plant-based diets typically they're open-minded they're going to embrace minimally processed whole foods. And that really goes for anything, right? That's the yeah, whole point pretty of much any diet, but, you know? So, um, they also are going to be more willing, you know, to cook, search out, you know, because if you're include, uh, excluding meat and dairy, that's going to exclude a lot of restaurants mm-hmm. and food options. So you have to be a little more, do your due diligence. You're going to family, friends. That's going to be a, a thing, right? How people support you or don't support you and how you handle that. That is a factor. Uh, and then we've touched on this a little. You typically, you, you so you need a deep why. Anytime there's to. going to be more factors working against you, it's important to have that deep why. For a lot of people, it could be a major health issue or to, some, to them or someone they love. Or
1: animal welfare. You just don't like how animals yeah. are treated and you don't want to eat those products. And that carries a lot of people. Yeah,
0: it could be environmental mm-hmm. issues. It could be digestive issues. A lot of people may with dairy or, or, or meat could have digestive stuff so it's easier, they feel better eating more plant-based or completely plant-based. Or it could just simply be food preference.
1: Yeah, you like know? I just don't like meat and I like mm-hmm.
0: plants and that's good yeah. enough. When we're meeting with clients, normally you have to have a starting point for everywhere, right? In general, we lean towards moderation. In Always. most places, same with food choices. So we'll kind of, Hey, maybe start someone with lean them towards a more omnivorous whole food approach, but they may right off the bat, I don't say they don't like meat, right? Or they don't enjoy it. Cool. No problem. Then we're shifting gears. Yeah. Let's shift gears and look at some of these other food choices and, a along the spectrum more plant-based approach. It's as simple as that, right? So you should never have to force yourself to eat a s- one specific food. Never. Um, so keep that in mind. It's okay for it just to be as simple as that. Um, <clears throat> people who struggle with plant-based diet, so this is something, again, trade-offs to take into consideration. You probably need to change this about yourself, but if you're a picky eater, you know, because yeah, you are going to have to explore a lot of foods. Yeah,
1: you have to try a lot of things.
0: If you, pro- if you don't have that strong why, then when you're faced with Man, you go to a restaurant and there's no not many choices. It may just uh, I'll just have this, or maybe you start <laughs> drinking. Yeah, um, your inhibitions go down, and yeah, if you don't have that deep why, it's going to be harder to uh, be sustainable, sticking to you know a vegan more vegan approach on the spectrum. Yep. And then another is lacking time and energy because yet yeah, typically you're going to, and this also I would say this this is in general for yeah whole, just a whole food because it takes time for shopping typically you have to go shopping you have to cook prepare plan portion all those steps Mm -hmm. are more involved when you're having whole foods yeah whole foods and then with so with all that yeah you see it's kind of nuanced yeah. <laughs> Shades of gray, always. People... That makes people uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. They want straight-up answers. Good, bad. Yes, no. And it's just... Especially in this field, it's just not... It's not cut and dry. Mm-hmm. It's not cut and dry with the working out. It's not cut and dry with nutrition. It's it's all on a spectrum, and a lot of it depends on the individual themselves. And, you know, where they want to be, their values, physically, just how they are as a person. Yeah. Um, so... Just remember that and that it's not zero or 100 or vegan or carnivore, or good and bad. It's a lot of that exists in the middle.
0: And it's important not to assume, you know, when it comes to food, when it comes to meat and plants, plant-based diet, you don't want to assume that you know that exactly what someone's saying, right? Because in your mind... You could be plant-based and that only means, like we talked about in the beginning, 100% vegan. So then someone talking about meat could just be completely offensive. But the reality is they could be talking about meat in the context of a plant-based diet, mm-hmm. right? That meat could be 20% of it. And to them, they're supporting plant-based diets. That's that's where they're coming from. Yep. But if you're on a different page, then you can, then a lot of feelings and emotions come about. Animosity, yeah. When the reality is, you're closer than you are further apart. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're figuring it out for yourself, you, you so you kind of need to decide what plant-based, what vegetarian, what, what that means to you. Um, yeah,
1: where, where's your line at? So what that, are you
0: willing to do? So that, too, you know if you go to a restaurant and in your mind you're plant-based, but that means 100% vegan. And the rest to the restaurant, plant-based could mean that most of the plate is plants. Yep. But then you, so your meal shows up and it's, there's some butter in there. You gotta be clear. You got a problem, right? So it's being clear on that. Um, would say the second most important strategy is understanding your why. Cause again, the more, cause what we're all want is majority of people want to focus on eating a whole unprocessed diet and finding an approach that's sustainable. So that's going to depend on your why. The the harder it is, the mm-hmm. more forces working against you, the deeper why you need. And the more extreme you get. This really goes for both ways. The yeah. more like we talked about, think about that spectrum. The more towards the 100% vegan or the more towards the 100% carnivore, the harder things are going to get.
1: Yeah. It's way it's just you have less options. You have Less variety. And nutrients. more working against yep. you in terms of like food environment and other people and it's just harder. So find that deep why. Find it.
0: And then be, be frank about your obstacles. You know a lot of people don't want to talk about the challenges um, that hey you know what yeah my family we're gonna go over there for Thanksgiving I've decided to be a hunt- vegan. And there's, it's going to be hard. They're not. Maybe they won't make any alternatives, and I have to bring my own. And now this is frustrating. My family's not supporting me. Or then you start to feel like the whole world is against you, right? But they're not. Most people really just are concerned about themselves. Yeah.
1: Most people don't care. Right.
0: So then we'll end up putting a wall up because it's like me versus the world, me Mm -hmm. versus you, and then you almost have like a victim. Type mindset and that everyone's against you when the reality is the more you maybe voice those obstacles and concerns and just the, have real conversations with people the, the more too. empathy people
1: will have yeah and uh, like when within those conversations just how, trying to get somebody to understand your why is super helpful and it doesn't always work easily like sometimes your family's just kind of shitty but you mm-hmm. know like it, it is an obstacle but doing your best to you know, set boundaries and expectations is really important.
0: And this is where, I mean, this helps you come up with a plan, and this is why kind of each step of these things we're talking about lead into each other, because now when you start talking about these obstacles, oh, yeah, I'm going to have family, you know, holidays to go to. But if you've established the other things we talked about, which are know your why and what does plant-based mean to you? Well, if you've already established, well, plant-based means... That yeah majority of my food is plants but i will eat some animals right or some dairy well now you know okay when i'm faced with this obstacle of say thanksgiving with the family okay i'll have a slice of turkey right or maybe maybe they'll have a fish option or oh maybe maybe you won't eat the meat but you will have some dairy so you'll be fine with the pumpkin pie or mashed
1: potatoes with butter exactly
0: and then you you can be more calm because you know you've established these things or you'll know, no, I'm hundred percent plant-based. So maybe, yeah, you you can eat the veggie options and then bring your own tofurkey or something. And that's going to help you be more sustainable. So now you're not panicking and freaking out. You have these things figured out. Yeah. You have a
1: plan and you're going to be way more at ease and you'll probably have a better time in these experiences too. And like there's gonna be less animosity between, you know, You and your family or you and your friends because there is a plan and there's less to worry about in the moment yeah
0: so that helps everything be more sustainable and then last is which is our number one overarching thing anyways but is shaping your environment always you're going to have to shape your home environment shape your work environment you want to make so say you're 100 percent vegan you're going to want foods that fall in line with what you're trying to do to be more available and other foods to be less available to make things easier for you and this is where yeah it's hard at first because you yeah there may be a lot of change to yeah change your environment and what's convenient but the great thing is as you get through it get through that stuff you get way better at it yeah you get better everything becomes easy to where then you'll feel like this is easy this is it's all automatic it it does take no effort it becomes effortless Mm -hmm. so it's just so when we talk about sustainability, there really is like a, a threshold you yeah. break through. And if you're going to break through that threshold, then really none of it matters. So someone could look at that scale of you know, 100% vegan is less sustainable and harder than a omnivore whole food. But the reality is if you eventually establish all these things, get through that threshold, then eventually it's going to feel just as easy as any of the other yeah. options. It's a lot
1: of work on the front end with... Figuring out what to get at the grocery store and how to cook a lot of these foods and what you want to include in your regular rotation, what's sustainable for your week. Like I only have X amount of time. How can I cook, you know, all this food? Do I cook it ahead of time? Can I cook it the night of? Once you figure that stuff out, and this goes for any type of diet on that spectrum, it's so much easier, Yeah, you know, but it's, that front end work is harder, I would say. Yeah.
0: And some good ideas and tips specific to a more plant-based approach are going to be have ready to eat sliced veggies in your fridge so boom no prepping needed they're there soak beans and lentils every sunday so if you're you probably wouldn't want to eat canned stuff all the time yeah. so and <clears throat> it's cheaper to have the whole beans but you do have to soak them right so yeah. if you kind of set oh this is my weekly meal prep i'm going to s- soak these things so they're ready that's going to help buying bag pre-washed veggies salad mixes obviously and storing highly processed snacks kind of out of sight out of mind which goes for anybody really (laughs) I recommend out of your house yeah or at least somewhere you can't see them or they're easily accessible so there yeah boom those little tips kind of set you up for the two things you'd be working towards which are uh eating more whole foods and eating mostly plant-based foods so it's just yeah creating that environment and then last is kind of what to eat right so And obviously, we've touched on specific foods and little nuances, but in general, what are some foods, right? Um, So we'll kind of break down through your categories, protein, carbs, and fats. Yeah, that'll be good. The the one thing to realize with a plant-based diet is most of the foods are going to be higher in carbs. So by nature, to keep your total calories and everything in check and in portions, a more plant-based diet is gonna typically end up being higher carb lower fat fat. so again that's a preference thing you may find but yeah if you love high carb you're probably gonna love you're gonna kill it plant based so as far as protein goes kind of more we'll call them your pure protein options that have complete protein is your tofu tempeh edamame Mm, peas and lentils. Lentils. Lentils are a big one. Yep. And then beans, when they're paired with rice, mm-hmm. become a complete protein. So, traditional. It's a classic, man. Yeah, beans and rice. Um, you know, then depending on your, like I said, we broke down pescatarian, those different levels. Some people may include plant based yogurt. Typically, the common ones are eggs, yogurt, or dairy, and fish. Yeah. So so maybe you include some of those. So obviously, those are protein sources. Uh, 100% vegan, you would not include those. And then your carbs, you want to focus on, you know, whole unprocessed carbs. So that's, you know, all the grains you you can think of. Grains, potatoes. Beans also kind of count count as carbs. Mm -hmm. Oats. Rice. Fruit. Fruit. (laughs) Can't forget fruit. Then you have your, like, more rare ones like barley, taro, sorghum, sorghum. Have you ever had sorghum? Probably in like a processed, like some kind of weird gluten-free. Yeah, that,
1: that sounds about right. Uh, and then bread, obviously bread. Yeah. But,
0: you know, there's going to be a level of processing flour. There's some unprocessed bread. And then you have your fat, olive oil, and any oils, right? Yep. But we say that you'll specifically want to avoid animal-based fats. Of course. Obviously fat from meat egg yolks, technically, butter. Those are things that you'll want to avoid and focus on plant-based fats like nuts. Flax seeds, chia seeds. Yep. Avocado, which is a fruit. Don't you dare. Mm -hmm. Olives are a fruit as well. So that's technically fruit oil. Fruit
1: oil. Do you know how wrong that sounds? Mm -hmm. Well, I guess coconut
0: oil is fruit oil. Yeah, coconut. Yep. So yeah, those are the foods you want to eat majority of. Obviously, you could go down your spectrum of Things get more processed, have
1: them occasionally, but less often. Like a plant-based protein powder Mm -hmm. might be a good supplement for people, but you don't want all of your meals to just be shakes. Yep. You have obviously all your vegetables,
0: fruits and vegetables. You know know those. And yeah, we'll leave you with... So we work with vegan clients and majority plant-based clients. And the typical template, especially realize these people are also working out, so you wanna make sure you're getting enough protein. 50 grams a day is the like, minimum amount to prevent deficiencies, not optimal. So to trying to stay closer to 50 is not ideal, especially now if you're working out, you wanna to try to help maintain um, <clears throat> muscle, bone, ligaments, joints, more protein's a little better. It doesn't have to be outrageous. We normally give our clients a goal of 100. If someone is like vegan, it's going to be harder because you see, like, if you're combining rice and beans, you're combining also a carb food and a carb food. So now carbs are going to get high. If you're smaller and you have to keep your calories in check or you're trying to lose weight, that becomes a juggling act. So the template that we normally recommend is having a vegan protein supplement, which are normally made of pea and rice
1: and sometimes hemp protein and
0: hemp yeah some combination of, of it's those. usually a blend of those
1: three of some kind but it'll be yeah scoop will be
0: like 20 grams of protein similar to whey protein whole it'll be you know complete protein so if you have that paired you could maybe mix it in oats right or stir it in uh, some vegan yogurt which is normally a coconut yep. or make a shake smoothie so you're you know and pair it with fruit so you're pairing it with a little carb source you're getting that whole protein so if you do that for like Breakfast and lunch now, you know, you've at least gotten 50. You're kind of met your minimum mm-hmm. of protein and you also helps keep maybe your calories a little lower Yeah, The carbs
1: are a little more in check when you do it that way
0: and then while you're busy during the day Yes, yeah, quick easy you're doing other stuff Then you can come home and kind of have like a big vegan Plant-based meal and don't have to worry about the calories as much because you kind of have saved calories for the evening You can make a more you know, diverse type meal, enjoy it. And then if you're, you know, having whole foods, maybe like beans and rice or some quinoa dish or tofu and some, something paired with it, you're going to get some protein from that as well, right? Typically anywhere from 20 to 50. So now, boom, you're right there between 80, 100 grams of protein. Which is day. a
1: pretty good place to be.
0: Yep. That's, a, that's the template we normally recommend for our highly active plant-based vegan and and that's it works seems very uh very very slash fairly uh sustainable (laughs) very very that would be our recommended starting point for sure when people
1: want to go plant-based yeah so if you do need some place to start like that's a good spot or if you're just kind of floating in the wind like you're vegan or plant-based and feel like you're just Eating a lot of processed food or you just don't even have a plan you just kind of mm-hmm. fly by the seat of your pants that's a really good place to start yeah. and, and it's w- simple
0: and like we said with that template if you're including you beans they were in a lot of you know they give you a lot of the nutrients you need make sure you maybe include some of those iron foods that we mentioned and really then maybe supplement with b12 and you'll be good to go
1: yeah that should cover like all of your bases but mm-hmm. that b12 supplement i think is pretty crucial yeah, and it's cheap and easy. Yeah, those are easy
0: works. Yeah, so right there, boom. There's, if you wanted your 100% vegan, sustainable, healthy, super doable approach, and you should nutrient feel, rich. Yep, if you and if you enjoy those foods, you're gonna enjoy that. That setup. That setup. Yeah. So there you go. Hopefully, it helps you gets the wheels churning Mm -hmm. helps you realize maybe for you some things that sound appealing that don't sound appealing where you maybe fall would fall on the spectrum
1: that seems enticing and sustainable or maybe it helps you identify (laughs) some you know deficiencies or Mm -hmm. things you need to work on a little bit yeah or maybe why it hasn't
0: worked in the past and you can have better a better chance of making making a success because again a lot of people be like they'll go on a health kick right a fat uh, and everything can be a fad and it's really more the approach than the specific method and the expectation but if you've maybe been someone who's like i'm going to stop eating all meat because that's going to be good for me and then you just end up eating a bunch of processed food in its place and then you feel like crap and have tons of cravings and no energy and then then really you just say screw it and you go back to your more omnivore unprocessed diet and I mean, you might just, feel better if you're just bouncing between an omnivore unprocessed or uh, sorry an omnivore processed di- highly processed diet and a vegan highly processed diet. Yeah, you're you're not going to feel much change. You're not going to get get many places. Yeah. So, and the unfortunate thing is those are more sustainable. Yeah, that's why they're the majority diets because the food's readily available, e- more easily accessible, tastes better. So yeah, so then maybe that's why when you try to go to like a more whole food vegan approach, you fail. But hopefully with, you know, taking all these steps into account, you can have a a better chance of succeeding with it. I hope so. Or you may find, look, majority plant includes some animal foods. Maybe you're going to be pescatarian and include fish. Or eggs. Or vegetarian and includes dairy. Or omnivore and include meat. Yeah. Find,
1: Find it. Find where you you fit on that spectrum for yourself because we're all in a different spot, and it's okay.
0: Yes. All right. Let us know what you thought. Yeah. We hope that helps somebody. There's a topic, nutrition, exercise, mindset. Let us know. One addressed. Reach out. We'll do it. All right. We'll catch you guys later. See you.
1: As always, thanks for listening, guys. If you want to learn more, check us out at CoastalFitnessVA.com or GaryDeagle.com. We'll see you next time.